Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you unsuccessful and with few friends? Impress passers-by with the all-new Guitar Nerds t-shirt. Head over to guitarnerds.net forward slash shop and buy yourself one of the all-new official Guitar Nerds t-shirt. Nerds! And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening, we have Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Why, hello. Um, all four of us in the same room, again, two weeks in a row. Well, um, yeah. Unbelievable. Kind of. Sort of. Holy um, moly. Um, well, yeah, we're not all in the same room, but all four of us are on the podcast. Um, how's it going? Very well, thank you. Yeah, that's all right. Everyone had a good week? Yes. Good. Yeah. Jay's just eating, by the way. That's not Fine. him. He's not ignoring you, dear listeners. No, He's just eating. Some bread and hummus. Good. He's choosing the one hour a week that he has to dedicate to talking. Yeah, to eat some food. Eat. My entire job is talking. Yeah, Even, like, it would have been much quicker to not eat. Yeah. Then we could have done the podcast. Yeah. Then you can eat afterwards. That isn't quicker. That's what I'm doing. For me to eat now. What are you talking about? You had some of the stuff that I brought around. No, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, enough of this. Thanks for your uh, Patreon uh, donations, by the way. Help Jay <laughs> buy some bread and hummus. Um, how's everyone's week? What's everyone been been up to? Matt Knight. Um, I have got a DD500, which Do you? Um, I what? Was yeah. Go on. Yeah, I haven't actually bought one. Um, I've got one on. Uh, I've got the prototype on loan at the moment, um, and uh, yeah, I've just been messing around with it and kind of really only scratched the surface. I haven't kind of oh, gone like, don't do that. Su- super in depth. Yeah, oh, no, I've scratched it. Um, um, Matt, <laughs> I've scratched the- my name into it into the top, so they know <laughs> that I've tried it. For the um, uninitiated, Matt, this is the Boss DD500, a uh, kind of expansive digital delay that was announced what a couple months ago yeah um so like the first new delay pedal they've had well actually now i suppose the terror echo but it's the it's the kind of upgrade to the dd20 um so the first in kind of these new i'd imagine they're going to do some more double pedals but it's it's kind of like the the strymon timeline made by boss in in effect in a sense that it does multiple delays stereo in and out midi um so all the features that kind of everyone expects from um, a delay pedal now and it sounds amazing like seriously impressed the actual um bit ratio is higher than a timeline so the actual in theory the actual sound quality is is processed better um and is a much higher quality than the strymon timeline so it's in fact, the highest quality delay pedal out on the market, I think. Is it? In terms, like, of, it's in term, rate, yeah. in terms of the spec, it's like the best quality out of yeah. anything. Yeah. Really? It's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's 32-bit processing and the timeline's only 24. 
Um, so it's got a better chip in it than anything else, especially, well, the timeline. And then obviously you've got the time factor from Eventide, but that's even older than the timeline. So, yeah, they haven't improved those since they came out. So in theory, this is the kind of top of the run, really. How's the um, like user interface? Because on the Strymon, it's actually, you know, it's got that big screen on there. It's quite usable. What's the DD5 shaking out like? Yeah, it's it's just as easy to use um, because it. I think they've designed it very similar to the way they've designed the ES8. So it's really kind of quick to go through all the panels. It's got. It's actually got a better digital display than the timeline. The timeline is li- fairly limited. Uh, the DD500 has got like a better uh, LCD display. Um, it's works really well with MIDI. So when you mix it with the ESA it works like amazingly well um, and then the tap control button which you've got on the side so you've got a b and then tap controls wicked because you can effectively set it to do pretty much anything in the looper so you know like speed up the delay time or you know go to infinite repeats or you know they've got the old features like warp and twist where it like sped up the delay time but also gave you infinite repeats so all those sort of things you've got the terror echo built into it great tape delays so it's kind of a case of me a being it with the timeline and uh, have you been in a position to a b them side by side? I have. I've got my pedal board set up with like an external loop, so if I want to a b pedals, I can. Um, but I thought I'd just get to grips with it first, and then I thought what I'd try and do is maybe set the same setting on each one, and then uh, see what sounds better. Is there any uh, USB connectivity? Can you design patches on a computer? There is, there is USB. Um, I haven't plugged it in yet, and I'm I, I'm not hundred percent whether it works with Tone Central or not. Now, I'd imagine it probably does, or if it doesn't, there it may well do in the future, um, because pretty much everything from Boss now is is going that way. Um, so yeah, I haven't, I've yet to kind of go that far into it, but so far, just from kind of going through a few of the modes, it sounds amazing. Um, yeah it's it's really good like things like the tear echo like i said built in there the shimmer's really nice um the slower attack's really good like the swell that you can get on it so it's really good for ambient delays which is what the timeline is kind of known for as well um and how about the um footprint of it is it bigger or smaller than a timeline um it's about the same size okay um i get the feeling that boss are kind of you know really looking at their what their competitors are doing and kind of you know, building something sort of maybe outside their comfort zone, set, especially in terms of the design. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ES8, they've looked at other sort of popular looper switching units. And I think with this one, they've kind of looked to obvious nods to kind of the popular delay units you see out there, like the timeline. Are we going to get any video content out of you, Matt? Um, I think so. I think I will try and do some... Um, maybe I'll just do kind of a run-through. I'll plug it into um, my ES8 and then set some patches up and do something crazy with that. And maybe I'll try and do an AB video as well. What about um, something like um, top five tips for using the Boss DD500? Yeah, I could do that. I could certainly do that. I think that'd be um, cool because there'll be plenty of like just straight demos out there. So um, why not share your uh, kind of hidden things that you found about it that, to help people get like different sounds? Yeah, I can do that. It's it's kind of like with the timeline, how you can get like a really good chorus and flanger out of it that's kind of like hidden in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can actually turn it into a distortion pedal somewhat as well. With how? Because uh, you, you've got a lo-fi mode on there with bits up like a bit crusher. You can basically just like completely put it down to like 
one bit so it sounds like really really distorted and then you just like turn down uh, you've got like loads of different filter effects in there so you can get some kind of weird like lo-fi fuzz out of it which is quite cool yeah um, I'll just say something's just dawned on me that there's probably not going to be any more big product releases now until gear of the year yeah Ooh. probably not so do we think DD500 could be on that list yeah it would definitely Quite be possibly well, but I mean how big is the list it normally starts though, off it? with like 30 things doesn't it yeah yeah we'll have to whittle it down it'll definitely make top 5 I reckon DD500 I want to do some more um, like listener voting and stuff this year so uh, yeah that'd be cool that'd be um, be really good um, well that's good good that you've actually managed to get some time with it because these things like before they hit the shelves usually it's just you get 10 minutes to have a play around and then suddenly they're available so um, yeah I mean that's the thing stuff stuff kind of makes it into the store so quickly um, and you just yeah you literally never get time to, to plug it in and actually one thing that was new that I realised you guys talked about a couple of weeks ago was the new Ernie Ball Music Man the St. Vincent oh yeah it's like uh, I wanted to be involved in that conversation because that guitar is awesome what you played one yet? <laughs> no I really want to though what'd it you, looks amazing what do you make of it? in terms of design and features and stuff it is so cool <laughs> I, I definitely play that it's, it seems it I could be right up your street cool. yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to those um, Jay Cross what have you been up to? <clears throat> excuse me um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been having a bit of a rethink recently I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna like do a mat night and sell everything and start again okay um I just but you have like your ultimate of everything I know you have a real space echo I'm not selling that obviously but all, you, all your fenders are white yeah I'm not selling the telly or the p-base so not everything but so, well, I think I'm going to sell anything so that you well, I think I'm gonna sell yeah, you'd be surprised I, I went around there the other day there's still quite a lot of stuff I think I'm going to sell my a couple of my amps and get something smaller that I can actually play at home properly um, because, Are you going to buy a Blues Junior? I think I might even go a little bit smaller than that. A Champ? No, I think I'm going to get a Blackstar ID Core 10. Really? Yeah. I really like them. Okay. I really, really like them. The thing that will concern me about those is how do pedals work in the front end? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I, I, I really like them. I think I just I just think something like that you're probably not getting the best out of your harmonic percolator running that yeah, into the I mean, front end. Yeah, I mean that's true. That that is very very true. But the problem is, is at the moment because of where I live, because it's you know very very thin walls. I live on the second story of a block of flats. There's a couple of floors above me. Um, I just I can't turn anything up. Yeah. my floors are all laminate. Like I can't turn anything up. Yeah, you can't really have the AC30 full whack. Well, can I you? can't even have the AC30. <laughs> one whack like one whack <laughs> so I think I'm gonna I, I, I don't know I really don't want to sell it but I'm I'm really really skint at the moment I just bought a sofa okay. and an armchair welcome to your nearly 30s yeah and I, I just also the thing is is like like you say I mean I do sort of have the ultimate of what I've got and I think I've got a little bit comfortable with it like I've got my Les Paul traditional which I really really love but if I've got the Les Paul traditional, am I ever really going to push to get a 58, which is what I really want? It's like, well, probably not, because I've got the Les Paul traditional, which yeah. I really love. Maybe if I sell the Les Paul traditional, and I don't know, then I've got like the, the, the incentive to be out there and be like, right. This is ridiculous. You're actually now in a position where you want to get gas again. 
Yeah, you want to want things. Yeah. yeah. You want yeah. your acquisition syndrome. Yeah. And you don't I've, have it Because I've got because you all of the everything. things that I really, really like. So you're going to sell one of the things that you really, really like so you can buy one again. Yeah. I think that's what, like, gas is, isn't it? Isn't it like getting to a point and then being like, yeah, this is cool, I've got everything I want, and then being like, oh, no, actually, I, I want something else. I don't know. I mean... Th- I, I just I wish that I could turn my AC30 up because it sounds amazing. Get a micro crash. Why don't you get not, an isolation no. box and stick <laughs> it in that? Because it's too big. Get it's an isolation. Too big for the isolation box. Isolation box and then a pair of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pocket pod somewhere if you want it. Maybe. <laughs> um, but no, I just I I kind of yeah, I mean I, I I like you say, I mean I did have everything that I've really, really wanted and it was wicked. And and it is wicked, but I just I can't I can't use any of it. I can't use any of it at the moment because it's all too loud. Just buy a bigger house. Um well I'm locked into a contract. Okay. I can't oh. do that. Um and I just I also think it would be quite fun to sort of start again. Okay. Um so That's, I really enjoyed that process of going from having an ME eighty to being like, Right, I've got nothing except a TU three because that's always yeah. there. It's like the story of Noah. Yeah, the flood came and washed away all my pedals. <laughs> well, I mean, this, is, this has kind of been... Um, this is, I've kind of been spurred on from this by um, my supersonic... I lem- so I, as we've been talking about over the last few weeks or whatever, I, I tend to like have this all this cool gear. You tend I, to lend. I just lend it out to people. And I lent my supersonic to a friend's band who took it on tour. And they live in Aberdeen. And um, when they finished the tour, they <coughs> shipped it back to me. Um, but when they shipped it back to me, it got damaged in transit, um, and and by damaged I mean it like split in half in transit. So um, I don't have the supersonic anymore, and I'm kind of thinking, well, if I don't have that, maybe I'll get a different amp. But if I'm getting a different amp for there, maybe I'll change that and change that as well and change that. And I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of exciting to maybe sort of start again because I really I really want a 58. So maybe if I sell like both of the like the, the cool Les Paul I've got and the cool AC30 I've got I've sort of nearly you, got the money you've still got a junior right or a special I've got a, jun- well, double a junior cut junior special, double yeah, cut yeah. junior special which isn't really worth anything so no. I'm definitely not going to sell that um, and so I think I'll just yeah sell everything and maybe buy maybe buy 58 or maybe buy if anyone knows anyone who's got uh, like an original uh, <laughs> original uh, first production year like SG Junior or Les Paul Junior or anything like that, you know. Maybe Any, well, anyone got anything like that? Well, Jay, <laughs> because I I am also entering my thirties and need to buy a house. <laughs> Perhaps we can, we can come, come some to some sort of arrangement. There's um no underhanded trading on the podcast, please. None of this going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so that's kind of what I've been up to. I've I've sort of been looking at the gear that I've got and going. Have I, and I've been doing this with a lot of stuff, like a load of my records and stuff, loads of stuff where I've been like, look, I'm not, I'm never going to sell this. I sort of went through, like, I haven't listened to it. I don't think since I've lived in my house, which is about four months, I don't think I've listened to a single seven inch. And I've probably got a thousand seven inches, maybe yeah, not a thousand fine. seven inches, but I've got at least, I've got a lot of seven inches in yeah. in the hundreds, and I haven't listened to any of them in ages. So I'm just going to flog them all. Yeah, not all of them, you should. but a lot of them. You should, and then, just, and then buy some cool guitar stuff. 
I just did a music magpie clear out and it yes. was very, very cathartic. I tell you what, I've sort of, another thing I've been uh, kind of inspired by is I watched that documentary, I Dream of Wires, okay. um, which is a documentary about modular and analog synths um, and like sort of the history of it and like the difference between like the East Coast and the West Coast philosophy behind everything. And um, I, I, I think I want to buy an Arp Odyssey or maybe just an, an MS-20. Maybe, it, do you see how cheap MS-20s are at the moment? With the, the new ones, the no, the little, the core game mini, twenty, yeah, yeah, 20 mini, they're like yeah. three hundred quid. Yeah, get one. They they look absolutely they incredible. do, and I I think I might I might get that and play that into my um, space echo into um, a something that I can plug into the computer, like a ID core. Okay, yeah. I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really into like. Like, so you, you're going to sell all your guitars and buy a Korg MS20 not Mini? Not all my guitars, just like a couple of them. <laughs> okay. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm really into the idea of just like like change. I'm interested to see what this product, project turns up. I mean, I'm going to get bored after six months yeah, and just be really annoyed that I sold my Les Paul. Every single time I've bought a keyboard, I've sold it within yeah. six months. It's not a keyboard though, is it, the MS20? Yes, it's it is. It's a synth. It's I was going to buy one recently. I was also going to get one of those Yamaha Reface mini organs. Oh, they're organs. awesome. Yeah. They are awesome. They do a little organ, which is really good. So. Yeah. But yeah, you should definitely get an MS20. I think, I think I'm going to get an MS20. I, although I really, what I really want is the our policy which is something that, that Matt sort of turned it's me on much, to it's much better I th- the problem I've got with the MS20 are the keys are too the keys are too small and too light um, <laughs> you need to mash your fingers into it yeah yeah the, the, my fingers are too fat so they're kind of just <laughs> mash the keypod now for and because and and it's, it's monophonic you, you kind of just don't get anything <laughs> yeah oh, okay right <laughs> but I don't know because with the MS20 did you have an MS20 Matty no no but I did had, you, um, you you don't need to use the keyboard in order, to, in order to get the sounds do you uh no there is like a um it's the same as the r policy you can basically get it to sort of not self-oscillate but you can turn the keybed off and then it just gives you one consistent yeah oscillator, like sine wave that you can then mess around with from that yeah see that's i think what i'm into but like i'd want it the problem is that i want it to be something that i could work into some sort of i don't know like a some sort of band setting but I also don't know how to play piano at all. I can play chopsticks. That's literally all I can play on a piano. Yeah. I, I think you'll be fine if you buy an MS20 or you could get a microcorg that would do no, a similar don't job. Get a I was thinking get about getting MS20. a microcorg because they're, they're only like 30 quid though, aren't they, microcorg? Well, if you get one second hand, yeah, 50 quid, something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's where you start. Every, everyone's had a microcorg. That's where you start. I've had you one. Work your way out. Have you it's had like one, the, Matt? It's like, it's like the Affinity Tele. Yeah, I've had one. Joe? Um, no, I bucked the trend and bought an SH201. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, I, actually, I did have one of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I think I've had about seven since, I think, not, since I started playing guitar. Probably not everyone knows that about you. It's like not only you, have you bought and sold more pedals than most people have ever seen, you've probably bought and <laughs> sold more synths than most people have ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I've I've owned um, a lot of synthesizer stuff as well. Crazy, um, Joe Branton. Um, you've got some yes. news about some stuff you've been doing this week. Uh, but firstly, do you want to explain why you're uncharacteristically quiet? <laughs> Am I quiet? Am I being quiet? I thought I was doing quite well. No, you are doing. I mean, I know the the circumstances. So yeah, you're doing you're doing very well. I was playing. I had to play a gig in Liverpool last night and. Um, we finished at four, so we left then, 
And finished at four? Yeah, well, because, you know, we were partying and that. Right, okay. So, uh, I so, feel sorry for the person who was the designated driver. Well, it was it was the other two. So I was the only one. <laughs> you, the so only you one were partying. partying by yourself till four in the morning. With the other bands. And uh, they were fine with this. This was uh, this was part of the agreement. But yeah, so... I thought you didn't drink anymore. And oh, I yeah. know that for a fact that in, definitely in the last... It was the last 72 one. hours you've drunk twice I know I, I had to I had to eat an entire pack of Rennies on the way home because my <laughs> heartburn was so bad um, but, yeah that was the last one that was the last one but yeah so I got back just in time to go to work <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've come straight from wait, I got back yeah at around 8 so I worked until half 5 and now I'm here so yeah I've done a similar thing in the past where we played in Blackpool and even though we left early, I got home 20 minutes before I had to leave for work. So I had 20 minutes of sleep and then left for work. I think you came to mine after that. I think you went straight to my house after that, didn't you? I felt absolutely terrible. So, um, yeah. I'm feeling all right though. No, you're doing doing fine. I just wanted people to know what you've been up to, basically. Um, But both of you have a bit of news because the... um, Establishment in which you work hosted an event uh, this week, didn't it? That was quite interesting and quite relevant to this podcast's yeah. interests. Yeah. What's been good. going on? Uh, well, me and Jay hosted um, a a clinic, an install clinic with Juan Alderet, the uh, the bass player from the Mars Volta and Racer X. He's uh, he's been doing. Is a, he in Racer X? Yeah. Yeah. He's he went well. to school with Paul Gilbert. That was why they were okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's um, what he did first, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. That was his first big band. Oh, I did not know and that. And then he joined The Scream, I think they were called. He was in a punk rock band after that. With Dave school. Grohl. Scream from Washington. No. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, so he was in, he's been in the UK. He was, oh, he was doing a tour for Earthquake Devices Pedals, which I, I have since found out in the States are the biggest um, boutique pedal manufacturer over here hardly making any inroads so he came over here to do clinics in all of the earthquaker shops which turned out to be three <laughs> so uh so yeah, it, really? yeah yeah he just did three <clears throat> and it was, it was great he was really really lovely um i'm so gutted i couldn't be there mate it was it was so good he was he was really really lovely um super knowledgeable obviously um and just yeah considering all the like cool stuff that he's done um, really like you know super humble um, really yeah really 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 cool and I didn't know the the, the big thing that I found out was so Earthquaker Devices um, the guy Jamie Stoltman who runs who like started the company he used to play in like a bunch of 90s emo bands it's right up your street basically and, yeah like um, Juan was like oh yeah he played in this band Party of Helicopters and I was like what I can't believe I didn't know that and he also like I did a bit of like breeding on it he played in this band Harriet the Spy, who I absolutely love. And yeah, it's just, I, I feel like my two worlds have collided because this- <laughs> What, like, my world and your world? <laughs> no, no, no. My, like the, the cool guitar stuff that I'm into and also the cool, like obscure punk rock that I'm into have just sort of blown up into one evening. It was really, really good. It was, it was, um, it was so interesting, um, like watching him like work through all the pedals and like, at one point, he was he, when he was playing the um, Arpanoid. Um, someone he because he, he was like, look, if anyone's got any questions, just interrupt. Just like put your hand up or just yell out, just interrupt, and we'll 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 run with it like that. And um, he played the Arpanoid, and someone went like, 
oh, um, what happens if you turn like turn the speed all the way down? And he was like, oh, I don't know, never done that. <laughs> Just gone faster. Let's turn it down. And we turned it all the way down, and everyone in the room went, whoa, <laughs> nice. And um, and he was like, oh, that sounds amazing. I've never done that before. Yeah, wicked. And like two, two or three people bought an Arpenoid off the back of just turning it down. It, 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 it sounds like one of the nerdiest nights there could have oh, been. It was, been. So it was super, super nerdy. Super nerdy. Super nerdy. Um, but I've yeah, seen, it was, it was I've seen pictures and people just like leaning over his pedal board. Yeah, like, it's basically it. Yeah. Or should was, I say leering over yeah. his pedal board? It was great though. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was a really, really nice evening. And it was, it was cool because it was a Friday night. And um, I mean, you've got to be really dedicated to the like to nerdy pedals to yes. want to spend your Friday evening in a sweaty guitar shop looking at pedals. Yeah. And uh, and so the people that therefore the people that were there were really cool. Like it was a really really good vibe. Um, and yeah, man, like Earthquake was so good. Like I've spent time with a few of them. But just sort of, I had to sort of, I was sort of in charge because, you know. I was so flappy. Um, so I just, um, I just sort of took charge and I was having to walk around and do a load of stuff. <laughs> but in the, you know, I spent probably half the time around just watching it. And, um, oh man, some of the sounds that were coming out of those pedals. I've, astonishing. I've, yeah, I've not spent that much time with them either and they sound astonishing. super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I could have been there. Yeah. I was, uh, Sorry, I was proper um, starstruck. Yeah, I was a little bit fanboy. That's why Jay had to do so much on the on the actual <laughs> night. You were I, just melted Jay, like just, Alex Mack. I was just hanging out with with one. Well, I took him to like the the big room of pedals that we have, and there was loads of stuff that he hadn't seen before. Stuff like the jam pedals, and uh, of course, he, yeah, you actually brought down a a, a bigfoot. Yeah, you um, guys were out of king fuzzes, so I yeah. brought down uh, one that we've got here. Um, what did he think of it? Um, it didn't really work for bass, which I think we all knew we've, really. Yeah. Uh, it, but he was really, really impressed with just how much gain there is oh, on yeah. the pedal. It was, it, I mean, it is ridiculous. So yeah. yeah, he loved it for that, and he could totally see why it's an amazing pedal for guitarists. But yeah, just just not for for bass players. But yeah, he tried out loads of stuff. That was cool. I went for a curry with him afterwards, and and got drunk as well, which was. <laughs> Which was good. Um, Jay didn't join us for that, which was a shame. I, I was so t- I was so yeah. tired. I had a really busy week. So. When, when you say it was a shame, you know that he would have just talked about emo. Yeah, that's true. Actually, with one and instead, the whole time. I, I just got to talk to him about Mars Volta records the whole time. I mean, I'm not sorry that I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason I didn't come down is I actually had a band practice. Yeah. yeah. First time I think in between nine and ten months. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, got to rock the Red P bass for the first time in ages. Um, no no uh, revelations on my end. Mark Basshead, Ampeg Cab does the business. But what I did find out, and what I've kind of known for ages, Strat with a humbucker is the best punk rock guitar. Is that what he's using? Yeah. What humbucker is it? It's a JB Junior. Cool. Um, yeah, it's the best. It, because you for punk, you don't want loads of like chunky bottom end you just want like because that's what the bass does the bass yeah, is filling yeah, yeah. all of that out um, because you know I never go above fifth fret so well you go to the seventh sometimes. Well, sometimes the seventh but try not to um, and uh, yeah the strat just fills everything out like totally cuts through the mix it's such such a good uh, guitar for, for punk and that JB sounded amazing well there you go yeah. so 
because this is something that I mean you've spoken about it now so rather than us talk about it in private I might as well yeah. bring it up so I'm going to be playing guitar in Mark's band yeah for this show that they're playing the one the one show of the year yeah that, that the, the old boys the old boys do the old boys old boys club um, um, well, so what, what do you re- do you think I should play do you think I should play the te- my telly or the the Les Paul Junior Les Paul Junior yeah I mean that's what I think a single play. core telly is it's going to be mean, too much some people would dispute this but some I would say that's not your ideal guitar for punk I think you want a Strat with a humbucker or a Les Paul with a P90 well I'm, I, I've wanted to play the Les Paul yeah. so I think I'll play the Les yeah. Paul I've never played that live yeah. so I think I'm going to play the Les Paul yeah it looks cool yeah. Um, yeah I can't even remember what the date of the gig is 2nd of October I think I don't know you haven't even sent me the set list I don't know what songs I'm playing yeah 2nd of October somewhere in Brighton if you want to come down and see us do a gig but we'll go. talk about that more one thing we should talk about uh, while we're um, shilling things is that we finally made the Guitar Nerds t-shirt yeah yeah um, guitarnerds.net forward slash shop you can find a rather uh, familiar design skewed to our own benefit we sort of don't know how popular the idea of us doing a t-shirt is so we've made it like as cheap as we can basically. yeah um, ten, ten, ten pounds ten pounds is that including postage that is not including postage £12.50 or something. Uh, no, I think it's one fifty to UK and... Oh, there you go. It's like three fifty to the States or something like that. I don't know, but it's all on the side. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, guitarnerds.net forward slash shop. If you like guitars and you're a nerd and you like Run DMC, we might have the right t-shirt for you. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's cool. Some people have bought them already, which, uh, you know, thanks very much. But uh, yeah, we should say it on the podcast that we've actually done a shirt. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Honestly, it's, me, me and Mark went to, we went to a, a, like a sort of kind of stand-up show earlier in the week. Yeah. Kind of. And it was with um, uh, the um, the radio DJ, Ian Lee, who wasn't really stand-up. It kind of was stand-up. He just sort of played clips from the radio and went, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was really good. It was really funny, but it wasn't really stand-up. But um, he like he was like, oh, yeah, for the first time ever, I've got I've got T-shirts. So, I don't know, it's a bit weird with a T-shirt that just says your name on, so I feel a bit uncomfortable about it. But if you want to buy one, like, yeah, just come and speak to me afterwards. And me and Mark both thought, oh, yeah, I might buy an Ian Lee T-shirt. And yeah. then we got there and they were green. Definitely not buying a green T-shirt. Why, what's wrong with a green T-shirt? That's green, isn't it? I like green. It's a really good colour. I don't know. It's my second favourite colour next to purple. Like quite a bright green. Yeah, it was like... Kind of a slimer green. Oh, yeah, that's the best sort. I had an an Aquabats t-shirt. Toxic green. The only green shirt I've ever had was an Aquabats t-shirt in extra large, which I got when I was 15. It was really big on me. 
I bet. But, um, well, but, no, but no, this t-shirt luckily for you, black. the guitar nerd shirt is in black, black, and it comes in small, medium, large, or extra large. Head over to the site, or they're up on the Facebook group as well. You can find them there. Um, I just want to see a load of people wearing them. Take a picture with a big guitar nerd. It'll last longer. It will last longer. Should we do some news? We should. Oh, one, one more thing though. Um, okay. Whilst uh, <laughs> uh, back on the whole uh, Juan event thing. Yes. When um, when I when we went out with him afterwards, we we started chatting a lot about guitarners because he runs pedalsandeffects.com, which is a massive site for yeah. Surprisingly, pedals and effects where he does really is that uh, what, yeah, is that what's on there? It's crazy where he does like uh, it, it reviews and interviews and demos and stuff like that. And uh, so he he does that with uh, Nick Reinhardt as well, who's the guitarist from Terra Melos, and uh, and they've uh, they they they're going to I need to hook up with him and, and sort it out, but they're going to come on the Guitar Nerds podcast as well, and we're going to do a, a big sort of Skype podcast with both of them and all of us. That sounds cool. Which will th- probably I, be the most oh, amount of people we've know, ever had six, on the podcast. Six people might be a bit much. Maybe, I mean, it kind of, if we're already doing Skype, maybe it makes sense if Matt's not there. And it's probably best if it's just the t- like two out of the three of us who are here. Maybe maybe, maybe me and Mark should yeah, just yeah. do it with the two fellas. That okay. probably makes Matt, what best. do you think? Wait, wait, but you need someone who's got like all the knowledge. So I should definitely be there. So And you I need someone who knows what bands they're in in that. <laughs> <laughs> nah. We'll wing it. No, um, in all fairness, um, I don't know what. I mean, I, I guess I'll just host it, but I don't know about pedals and that. I'll just, I'll, I'll just introduce everyone and yeah, be like, just yeah, there do you go. What you always do. Yeah. You can, you can make tea. Yeah, fine. I can do that. I'll just introduce it, leave you for like two hours, something like that. Walk off while you play. I'll bring some FIFA. tea. Yeah, I'll just. I've got Maybe the, what you should do is you should play a real time game of FIFA. Nine, a full ninety <laughs> minutes. You can't actually do that on FIFA. Can you not? No, twenty five minute halves is the longest. Wow, that's weird. Um, I play some Super Mario Maker, make some levels and stuff. Um, cool. Well, that'll be fun. I hope he comes on. It is worth saying that he did a podcast with you guys for the Guitar Shop podcast that yeah, you do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did a little one, yeah. We um, did a sort of short podcast. So that'd be worth, um, be worth checking out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When's that? that When's that coming uh, out? That'll be up in the next day or so, as soon as I remember what I did with the H6 that we record on. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Um, Good news. I'm so, glad yeah. you're so with it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Good. Um, should we do some news? News. Okay, first up, um, PRS Guitars unveiled the 2015 Collection Series 9. Matt Knight, have you got some uh, got some deets on this? Yeah, so basically every year um, since about 2001, although they've done other things before that, they design a super limited run of private stock guitars um, that basically take all the best resources that PRS have got and make them into one super fancy instrument. Um, so this one is uh, basically like a McCarty Trem model, but it's like designed to the extreme. So it's got flame maple neck, which is stained to the same color as the guitar front. So it's kind of like, imagine having like the super flame of like a 58 or a 59 Les Paul but on the back and the back plate and the trem cavity plate are also made of the quilt, the same quilt maple that's made from the top 
and stay in the same color. Uh, custom inlays, uh, custom fretboard, um, yeah, custom fretboard inlays and an inlay on the neck heel, uh, gold tuners, and then they're only making 15 worldwide that have already been distributed to a, a set amount of dealers. Um, so it's basically like, the, apart from going for a one-off private stock, it's the most limited PRS that you can effectively buy. That's even more limited than the, the pulls range yeah. they did what was yeah, that the, was it the pulls 23 pulls 28 28 28 of how, those how yeah. many of these are there 15 okay wow i didn't realize that i thought they'd done more than the pool series um only one color isn't there aren't they all purple or something they're like um i don't know what the because they always come up with new colors i don't know what the official color is but it's like a really dark ocean blue okay but the way they stain their tops like it just brings out so much of the flame and the quilt um and it's amazing really because as from when I went to the factory and I was talking to the Gibson factory, I was talking to the guys about um, maple tops and they were saying you can pick out an amazing bit that's just a block that looks awesome but it's also about the flame along the side because actually some of them who are, that look really good on top when you carve it you actually lose all of the quality of the maple because it doesn't actually run straight through the, the tree sure um, so like they really go all out on their tops it's, it's like it's pretty nuts like to fight not only to get the top but then to match the back plate as well um it's like a really really like crazy collector's piece and all gold hardware as well i think is that right yeah yeah gold uh gold saddles uh screws pickups and pickup yeah pickup covers basically oh and machine heads blingy mcblingerson is basically oh, what we're saying yeah. um good stuff so uh next up bc rich announces the nj retro series why is this in our news because this is important so how is this important you know how you loved when bc rich were like a big brand you should be love this it's like in the 70s you love all that old nonsense um (laughs) they're a bit like kooky which is very much you right and um you like japanese stuff no, this is just, it just looks like the stuff that didn't sell in the early 80s. So, uh, BC Rich have announced the new NJ series, which I believe are Japanese made, um, and they kind of hark back to their original designs. So, they're doing a few different models. Uh, there's what, a, is that a warrior, that one? That's the, the warlock. The warlock, sorry, yeah, warlock. Um, there's a V, there's all the BC Rich shapes that you'd expect, um, only in two colours, red or cherry sunburst. Which I'm not I, really into the sunburst, I've got to be honest. No, I the think, sunburst looks bad. Yeah. Because it's, it's neck through, you, it's like it's been joined really badly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really into the sunburst. I, I think the Ferrari red, I, I like Ferrari red, I think that's a cool colour. I, I think Ferrari, what? I'm telling you to go near your mic. Oh, sorry. Um... I like the Ferrari. I think Ferrari. Oh my god! Ferrari. <laughs> I really like that shade of red. Um, I think it looks really nice. But um, yeah, I'm not really into the the sunburst. I think it the sunburst. You've got to do it right. You've, you've like it's got yeah. to be done proper. Yeah, yeah. and it's a weird. Um, it goes to like they call it cherry sunburst pearl, which I mean, I imagine oh, it means so it's, it's like a sort of a sparkly slightly, finish. Yeah, I imagine it's slightly metallic, but it's weird. It goes to like a purple around the edge, rather than a cherry. It's weird. The red looks way better. The red looks really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of into these. I've got a little soft spot for the BC Rich stuff, particularly like the Mockingbird, which I think actually isn't a bad guitar design at all. Um, The problem with BC Rich recently is I think they've um, focused way too much on the low end. 
Like yeah. they've been making like those gunslinger retros yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that, which are kind of what are they sub three hundred quid. Oh, something like that. I'm, yeah, they might even be sub two hundred quid. Um, it's good to see them going back and doing some more kind of high end stuff. They appear to be. Is that like a heritage headstock? It as is. Well? That's like the original headstock design. Like that. Yeah. Like that's quite nice. That's it, it's super seventies, but yeah. it's, I think it's better than the kind of eighties logo that they use on most of their stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, like you, I don't mind the Mockingbird. I think the Mockingbird is is an all right guitar. Um, I just as long as it's hardtail and as long as it's not a ridiculous headstock because the headstock just is it's going to get damaged. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing when you kind of work in. Uh, when you're in a position where you're sending guitars here, there, and everywhere um, for like retail, you notice that guitars that go to a real thin point um, tend to get damaged. Yeah, um, it's you could wrap it up, you know, in layers and layers and layers of bubble wrap and put as much protection on it as possible. If it just gets a knock in the wrong way, those bits of the wood are so thin. Yeah, it's going that, over. Um, it's going to come off. So something like the Mockingbird, I think, is a is a kind of better design, really. Yeah. No, I, I don't mind the Mockingbird. I just I don't like that colour. They're doing red as well. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe Branton, you've got some news uh, about TC Electronic RSS. No, RS one one five base cabs. Brand what? new. But yeah, it is brand new. I think we are sort of scraping the barrel for news at the moment. I mean, it's a There's very, loads, very loads no, oh, no, no, no. I, d- I just meant with this sort of uh, particular one. I mean, it's it's literally it's uh, an update. The the RS series is something TC have done for a long time. They they did, have they always do done that. a fifteen though. Uh, no, they've never done a 15, okay. which uh, which is interesting. So this is a new edition, but they, they break their series down into their B series. They've recently introduced the K series, um, which is the 50s looking speed striped one, yeah. and and their RS series, which is um, extremely lightweight. They have uh, like custom built Eminence speakers in them, and um, they are they're their top top line of. Um, of cabs and normally it's like two tens and two twelves because of course TC are really focused on making tiny amps that can do all situations. They're yeah. sort of after mark bases sort of mantle. Yeah, they they ideally only want you to take one cab yes, and then two exactly. cabs for a big big gig. But. Exactly. So and exactly how I mean they've made it eight ohms still, so you can still get a couple. Okay. Um, the dimensions of it actually mean that it doesn't sit with the rest of their series because. That's, I find that really annoying. Yeah, you, you'd have to. You could only partner it with another fifteen. Yeah, that's annoying. That's um, very odd. Yeah, it is a bit. Well, I use two fifteens, but but no, certainly I, the sort of players who use this aren't going to. No, use I, I just mean that they don't match up. No, yeah, weird. It's but OCD. I, triggering. I think really, even well, though it's even though it's eight ohms, I think really it's designed designed to be used on its target. Yeah, it's yeah. it's quite a large cabinet for the RS series. They normally make them very very slim. And and small and very tight around the speaker. There's actually quite a lot of room around this one. It kind of reminds me of when um, Ashdown just couldn't be asked to put their 115 in a different cabinet to their 410, so they just, they just put it put on. it in the middle with loads of room yeah, all around yeah. it. Um, it's it's not quite as bad as that, but there is quite a lot of room around the 15 inch speaker. But I mean, it looks great. Their stuff is good. It's it, I mean, it's dead simple. It's 600 watts, eight ohms. If you want some, it's going to be ridiculously lightweight. If you want something for that's really um, reliable, um, rugged, and is gonna be loud enough to take a decent head and, and play, I am. Um, uh, I didn't realise that with the classic 450 RH450 and the RH750, you can actually have three cabs in at once. I didn't know that either. 
Yeah, I was just having a look on the TC website. So you could actually combine a 210, a, f- uh, a 212, and a 115, or like a 410, a 115, and like a 112. So maybe the reason the 15 is wider is you get two of them, then you sit a 210 on top. On its side. On its yeah. side, and then put the head on top of that. Oh, yeah. Like Lego. <laughs> That would be ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, it's a relatively uninteresting announcement, but still sort of like a cool amp. And it's nice to see a 15 come about because I, I love 15s. And I think the sort of uh, the, the mini amp thing that has sort of taken the bass world at the moment is so obsessed with 10 inch speakers yeah. that it's, it's just nice to see a cool 15 inch cab. But yeah, relatively uninteresting release from TC. Um, one of the uh, releases that came through this week isn't actually news as such because it's not an announcement, but it's actually filling in some details. We finally know a bit more about the Electroharmonics Key 9. Matt Knight, um, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, uh, a few weeks ago, um, that Electroharmonics had released a picture of the Key 9 and obviously falls in line with the B9 and C9 they've already released. Um, what's on the Key 9? So the Key 9 is an electric piano uh, machine. Sure. Um, so rather than the B9 and C9 that kind of do various different sort of um, classic organ sounds, this one does all the electric piano sounds and steel drums. <laughs> it does steel drums? It does steel drums, well, yeah. I'd, why wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the one sound that you want. Um, yeah, I, actually, I think it's... like I've watched, I watched the demo that... Um, Electromonics put up, and I think it's the best sounding out of out of the whole bunch. I kind of want um, it, like I, because it's just so mad. Like I think the other two, obviously, are great pedals. They're trying to emulate the sound of something or some organs that are very specific. Mm. I kind of want to play steel drums on my guitar. I think the thing is as well, though, it's like with this one, the sounds are a bit more subtle, and there's a little bit more modulation. So where you plug in like a B nine, and your guitar just sounds like this really like big, like vintage church organ you don't get much of the guitar signal coming through and this it's a little bit more subtle and it sits in the background because with the b9 and c9 you have to play more like you'd play an organ sure. so so if you work. want some steel drums to go along with your shred solo yeah then this one you can have that yeah exactly that sounds all right uh, that sounds pretty awesome i'm totally into that yeah that I, it's um it sound it does sound it does sound really, really good. I was really impressed. I mean, the elect- all the Electroharmonics video demos, the, that guy, I think his name's Bill Rupert, who does all those, like, he really knows how to get the best out of, like, all of those units. Yeah, I, um, I'm looking forward to hearing a key nine. I've not actually listened to the demo yet, but I, um, yeah, it just sounds so mad. And it's so weird that they've gone so far down this rabbit hole, like, three mm. different pedals to I do think, these um, things. I think as well, one thing that obviously we don't really cover, um, but what's really clever about them is they work really well for keyboards. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so if you've got thing. like a Pony Casio like keyboard or something. You can you... plug into this. Yeah. I've, I've actually seen a video demo of a guy plugging into a tiny like 100 quid ca- old Casio kids keyboard through a B9 and it sounded absolutely amazing. Um, Do you think you could... Um, mic up a what are those things called the uh yeah one of those things what are those things called one of the old blowy keyboards that's the thing with the tube a kazoo no No, the 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 old blowy keyboard melodica melodica Melodica. then you could like mic up a melodica and and then run that through (laughs) actually it's funny um i I suddenly thought the other day you remember the old uh electro iron lung yeah um there was a guy um 
who play guitar in a band that that we know um enos from brighton and he was instead of using it on vocals he was miking up his guitar cap and then running that through the iron lung so it's like feeding it the sound back through itself that's so um, weird to give you like this weird like digitized like robot guitar sound um which I, was quite, I thought quite a cool idea. I really wanted one of those pedals at one point. It's when I heard someone do the Transformers theme tune and sing along, and it sounded like the Transformers. <laughs> so good. Um, a bit of news uh, close to, well, both yours, Joe, and Matt's hearts. Um, Hovercraft have announced a brand new amp, the Caribou. Um, Joe, do you want to tell us about mm. it? Uh, well, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so it's, it, I mean... Hovercraft have had sort of quite a set range of things that they do. They tend to release amplifiers in small batches and things like the the Dwarvenaut 20, which they've done before, which I've got now, which used to be Matt's. They do it in in batch runs of around 50, between 50 and, and a couple of hundred, and they normally sell out within the hour of them announcing. It's them. crazy. Um, so, yeah, they, they do really well. They've tried something different, though, with the... With the Hovercraft Caribou, they've um, they've released it as a Kickstarter campaign. So, what's the story, Matt? And you'll probably be able to answer this. From what I understood, at Hovercraft don't they take like <clears throat> old amps and then like re they reuse them in some way? Yeah, basically they um, they were yeah. So they were actually taking some common a lot of the ones that joe's got uh, the dwarven and the falcon are actually a more common amplifier that you can buy that they then completely mod then they also do some limited um ones where they buy old amplifiers and they do them back up the caribou is actually built from scratch so it's a completely custom model it's like all the voice and everything is designed by them hence the um, kickstarter campaign i was, I was gonna say yeah. so how is that how's that working what are they what are they asking for and uh, what do you get well you are you can have complete from the ground up customization of the caribou okay um i believe it is, it's supposed to be like a matte amp orange style thing is that right matt yeah i mean that's where all of those ones sort of um come from really that sort of vintage sort of really fuzzy doom like amplifier um basically it was because the kickstarter was a few months ago and it was to kind of do the first initial run um and they've kind of set it up and designed it and everything and now they're basically putting into standard production um so you can the nice thing about with all the hovercraft amps is you can change all the specs you can pick all the colors um and that changes all the time especially things like tolex depending on what they've actually got in stock um so every amp comes out like slightly individual which is which is awesome good stuff yeah they've they've split the the um kicks this is such a great way to do amps so they've split it up so you can you've got like an entry level thing which is 970 dollars um, and that will get you uh, the bobber, um, which is a, a, a 50 watt version of the Caribou. Um, then you can you can pay uh, just under twelve hundred dollars uh, to get the the standard two channel amp with a matching foot switch. And there are a few things that you can customize: your choice of Tolex, your choice of knobs, um, your choice of faceplate color, um, and uh, and and yeah, then it sort of goes up with more and more options, and then. Things like mercury magnetics loaded in. I don't know what that means, but yeah, the um, so it looks the like, transformers. Sweet. So it just looks like everything ascends. You just get more stuff. Yeah, basically. more customizable stuff. Yeah. The more money's spent. That's a great way for a custom amp company to to do business because it just gives you 
having so much choice on stuff without them having to make everything first. One last bit of news this week, um, and this is a bit of a weird one. Um, Analog Alien, who are a company I've not heard of before, have launched the Joe Walsh Double Classic pedal, Joe Walsh's first ever signature model. Um, well, signature pedal. Um, Matt, you did a bit of reading on this one. Um, did you? Um, what did you uncover? Yeah, well, basically, Analog Alien, um, and I've heard of them before. They've only got a, f- a couple of products. Um, started off doing something called, um, I think it was the Fuzz Bubble Forty Five, okay. which was like, a, of course, <laughs> which was like a um, a dual overdrive, and it was like. Um, it was like a, a high watt on one side and then like a Marshall on the other, if I remember rightly. Something similar to that. They, most of their ones are like weird sort of double pedal combinations. Sure. Uh, and this one is a, like a custom designed um, overdrive or like a classic amp sound uh, um, and a compressor in one. Uh, compressor switchable between pre or post drive. So you can kind of get some varying results with that. Um, and yeah, it looks really cool. I'd like to try and see if i can track one down and and have a go on it um i'm not sure what the classic amp is actually based on because i don't know what he's using now as an amplifier so i don't know if it's based on like an old fender or Uh, what what did he traditionally use do you know what i'm not 100 percent whether it was a marshall whether it was something else i can't i can't quite remember what he used because i think now he uses dr z okay but um so I would imagine it's kind of based on a some sort of Marshall-y sort of amp and then like a classic sort of three-band compressor. Um, what have you got? Sen- sensitivity and ratio and then an output control. So actually probably more like an old MXR Dynacomp. Okay, that sounds like a really, really cool pedal. Yeah. Um, oh, it looks like he uses high watts. So I'd imagine, yeah, it's based on that. High watts and, of course, a Roland JC120. Oh yeah, of course. So, the, so is the drive going to be based on the JC120 drive, right? Yeah, the, the worst drive of all time. <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine if Boss just reissued, like put that out as a pedal. Yeah, it's like the JC120 <laughs> drive. Classic. We've, we've released our classic drive. In the, a, uh, in a yeah, pedal. yeah. Actually, talking of drive, there was one other pedal that came out this week, which was sort of hidden under the radar. But someone on Guitar Nerds actually posted it up from JHS pedals called the Muffuletta, um, which is basically every single variant of Big Muff um, in a single pedal that's no digital modelling. It's six circuits built into one standard size pedal. How much is that? Uh, $225, about 150 quid. Yeah, that's roughly what like a, even a Russian Big, Russian Muff, Big Muff would cost. Russian Big Muff would cost you, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically, you've got every... So you've got Russian Big Muff... Um, the, the classic sort of op-amp um, Big Muff, which is like the the seventy, the late 70s one, the Ram's Head, the Triangle, um, and then they've got their own design in there as well. So if you kind of want a little bit of everything that's ever come out, that's pretty amazing. And yeah, it's got a Russian Big Muff in there as well, which is obviously one of those ones that's going up in value for some bizarre reason. But oh, I saw a picture I of I one. Still had one. Yeah, I know. I saw a picture of one the other day and I was just like, oh, I need to get one again. The green ones were definitely the best ones. Yeah. They did the black okay but the green ones are the ones that have that massive industrial switch on it yeah that's the um that's the one that everyone wants uh, the black yeah. ones i think uh in terms of value for money they're probably a bit better because they haven't quite reached the hundred dollars yet i don't think um, no no uh, but they are going that way yeah yeah oh, i wish i'd kept mine so annoying oh well um 
we're nearly up to the hour mark so how about we roll questions over into the bonus Patreon episode let's do it um, we've got questions coming up uh, from James who's got a question about uh, strings uh, Steve who's got a question about P90s uh, Jack who talks about recovering a Blues Junior uh, Richard who wants to talk about the new Yamaha THR 100 head can we talk about that now I think that's one that people should Talk about it's kind of news as well. It's kind of news. It's sort of news. Go on, let's squeeze, let's squeeze it in. Okay, well, why don't we say now that the final news item is that there's a Yamaha TH100 head, and we'll give our impressions of it over in this week's Patreon episode. Okay. Um, thanks so much for um, for listening this week. If you do want to get the extra Patreon content, at least half an hour's worth every week, head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, these people have done so. Um, a small donation means that they're uh, our Patreon... Uh, well, the executive producers, executive I guess. Producers, and we're running 100%. out of slots. I saw we had another person sign up, so we've got like only eight slots left or something. Um, yeah, $10 a month gets you uh, the extra half an hour plus bonus stuff and you get your name read out on the What's podcast. That? That's like six quid at the moment, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. Six quid a week. Six, six quid a month. A month. Yeah. One pound fifty a week. Yeah, I think that when we worked it out, it was like one pound fifty four a week. So. I spend more than that on avocado. <laughs> Good, um, Joe. Do you want to read out the Patreon backers? Sure. Um, so we need to come up with a song. How about? Good. Thanks very much for that. You sound like Bat Dad. Is that what you're going for? No, you going for sort of, Batman or you going for Bat Dad? It was a little bit of Bat Dad, a little bit of Tom Waits. It was, yeah. I normally that sort of like quirky internet stuff really what Bat Dad? Re- like, well, just that sort of stuff like really does my head in. But I absolutely love Bat Dad. Bat Dad is great. I I'm think really he into is him. like one of the best internet people at the moment he's so good we're gonna miss the bus because yeah, like he's because <laughs> he he like all the stuff he puts up as well is like stuff with his kids taking the piss out of him yeah they think it's rubbish <laughs> yeah they yeah. think it's rubbish and he's been doing it for like months and months and months but he keeps it was kind of like this really yeah like, you know. just, we just keep hammering <laughs> this, old, this nonsense home more of this nonsense over in the Patreon episode um, or you can join us on the Facebook group facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum you can join us on Twitter at guitar nerds come over to the YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos um, although I noticed now if you just go to youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds that takes you to the channel. I think YouTube have bumped us up somehow. To really? uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even. I just I typed it back. Nice. It is nice. So yeah, youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds will also take you there. Wow, it's, how about it's that? good. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at mark underscore random. You can follow Matt at matt underscore nightsy. Follow Jay at j a y b n one and Joe at Joseph underscore nine hundred. Um, we'll see you next week, or we'll see you on the Patreon episode if you wish to do so. Thanks a lot. I am Cheers. Batman. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.